The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Babakama has been generously sponsored in our Dafyumi program by our good friend and patron and charter member of our Dafyumi class, Siyahu Ashar HaKohen and his dear wife, Rina, that Dazat Hashem, they will have continued Hatzlacha, Harvacha, Bechol, Maaseh, Yedehem, Biriut, Health, Happiness, Prosperity, and much Nachat from their children. May they enjoy many years of Shalom, Bayit, uh, Tranquility, and Peace of Mind. Amen, Amen. Today's daf is being studied. The Eloin Nishmat Morzikini Yosef Ben Sarah, the Eloin Nishmat Maradzikinati Yafab Bat Sarah, the Eloin Nishmat Abraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tenihem Began Eden. Amen. We begin today's daf on Chafchet Amud Bed, and we are starting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine line lines from the bottom, starting with the words of Yehuda Omer B'Mitkaven Hayav. Let's go back just to review our Mishnah, because that's going to be pivotal. Our Mishnah said a case. Guys, jug. It broke in the Rishut Arabim. And somebody slipped on the water. Or or he got damaged from one of the chards of pottery. So the din of the Mishnah is Hayav. Which is Rabbi Meir. Holds, in both cases over there, the person that put the card is guilty. Therefore, the one that gets damaged, he gets paid. The Biuda Omer, Bimitkaven Chayav, Peenomitkaven Patur. The Biuda makes some sort of Hiluk over here between Mitkaven and not Mitkaven. He said, if he had intention, Chayav, Enomitkaven Patur. We need to understand exactly what the Biuda is talking. Mitkaven, Enomitkaven. So the Gemara begins. Mitkaven. What's the case of Mitkaven? That the Biudah is saying Hayav. Amale Abaye. I'm sorry. Hechi Dame Mitkaven. Amaraba. The Mitkaven. The Horida. Le Mata Michetefo. The case is talking where the guy is carrying the jug in the Rishut Arabim. And he's trying to lower it and bring it off his uh, shoulder to put it down. And as he placed it down, it fell. So that case over there is considered Mitkaven. And the Gemara wants to say, in that case, the Biyudah is going to say, he's going to be Hayav. Because he should have taken more caution when he was lowering it down from his shoulder. Now that means, the Biyudah was the one that made a Hiluk and said, only Mitkaven is Hayav. Mashma Tanakama will say, even not Mitkaven is Hayav. What does that mean? The thing just slipped off his shoulder. You're going to tell me that Tanakama is going to say, if the jug just slipped unintentionally off his shoulder. You're going to say that the owner of the jug is going to be Hayaf for damages? That can't be. Amar in. Gemara says, yes. Mehayev Meir, afilu osna biyado. Yes. Rabbi Meir holds that even if all he's left with is the handle in his hand, meaning it slipped out of his hand, and as all he's left with is the, the handle in his hand, yeah, he's Hayaf. Gemara says, how could that be? Hamai. Anusu. So what do you mean? He's an anus. He, it, it's out of his control. It's a mistake. The ones rahmana patre. And we know if things happen out of your control by mistake, no ones. So you're not chayav. 
Dichtiv, how do we know? That's a case of a girl that was raped. So the law is that the one that rapes her, we kill him. But we don't do anything to the girl, because again, she was anus. Anusa, literally. So she was, she, was, she, was, she was taken by circumstances. So how could it be that Abimi is going to say that if the jug just slipped off his shoulder, that it's going to be Hayav? Maybe he'll tell me, Maybe only when it comes to giving a death penalty, so then we exempt somebody that's honest. But maybe when it comes to damages, the Mir says that even a honest is Hayav when it comes to damages. The Gemara says, can't be. Now pay attention to this Brighter, because this Brighter plays uh, very big today, in today's Gemara as well. Let's say a guy was walking and his barrel broke. And he did not clean it up. Or his camel fell. And he did not, he did not uh, rise it. He let it stay there. Okay, the BB is going to say, and the Gibraltar is going to explain the logic. But Rabbi Meir says, Hayav in this case. And Akhamim say, no, you're patur in a court of Adam. But in Bidishamayim, you could be Hayav. Umudim, Hakamim, Rabbi Meir. Hakamim, that say in this case, you were patur. They'll agree to Rabbi Meir, where you took, let's say, your rock, your knife, or your load. Shmihan berosh gagon, he put it on his roof. And a regular common wind blew those off the roof. You're guilty. You should have known that those things are going to fly off the roof and damage somebody. Yes, even the rabbis agreed. That's considered a posheya. And the bimi'ir that said, in the first case, that you're going to be hayav, even the bimi'ir will be modeh. When he takes, let's say, small jugs, and he brings them on top of the roof, in order to dry them out. They fell with an uncommon wind, they damage. Why? Because the Bimir says that he's honest. He shouldn't, he did not have to anticipate in that case. Oh, so therefore we go back to our question. If Rabbi Meir also agrees that Anus Rahmana Patre, that in Anus, when it comes to even damages, you are indeed Patur, as seen in this Brighter that we just quoted. So then, how are you going to learn our Mishnah? What did Rabbi Yudah mean? Mitkaven Hayav, Eno Mitkaven Patur. We need to understand Rabbi Yudah. Once we understand Rabbi Yudah, we can know what Rabbi Meir was talking about as well. Ela Amara Betarte Peligi. Oh. There's a double mahloket in our Mishnah. Peligi bish'at nefila, u peligi le'achar nefila. The argument between the Bimir and the Biuda is bish'at nefila, as the item was falling, as the jug was falling off his shoulder, and when it was on the floor, so long as he had time to clean it up, that's considered sha'at nefila. And then you have le'achar nefila, after already was on the ground for a while, yet he had a chance to clean it up, and he didn't clean it up. So there's two arguments over here. Peligi bishat nefila. When the uh, item falls off his shoulder, there's a malokid. Benitkal posheya. Uh, do we say a nitkal, somebody that uh, tripped, so to speak? Do we consider that person over here, he made a mistake, it was nitkal, he tripped, it slipped. Do we consider it a posheya? Is it considered guilty? Mor savar nitkal posheya. Who? Which means the guy was unloading it off his shoulder. That's the case. 
Rabbi Meir says, you're right, you were unloading off your shoulder, you should have been careful. I, by mistake, when you were unloading it, it fell off, doesn't matter, you're guilty. It was nitkal, you're right, at the end it fell off. But you were unloading it, you should have been careful, you're a poshaya. And therefore, you got to pay. No, and Rabbi Yehuda says, no, nitkal, not poshaya. That's like considered a, a, a peshiyah, and therefore, he's going to be a patur. That's the way Rabbi Yehuda is going to say. Oh, and the argument is also now after the jug fell on the floor, and it's sitting there, so the argument is going to be, b'mafkir nizakav. Well, let's say the owner made those charts hefker. Mor savar, according to Bimir, he says, mafkir nizakav hayav. According to the BME, we go back to a fundamental argument, how to look at the obligation of the Torah of Bor. The Bimir holds that Bor is even when it's not in your reshut, which is even if you were mafkirit, even if a guy digs a Bor in the public domain which doesn't belong to him, it's hayav. So in this case over here, the chard now fell on the floor. The guy said, what am I going to do with these chards? I have no use for them. Hifkir. Doesn't matter. The BMU says somebody damage, gets damaged from them, you're obligated. That's your board. And more savar, patur. And more savar, B. Yehuda is going to say, no. Once you mafkir him, it's not yours anymore, and you're not going to be hayat. So there's a double mahloket in our Mishnah. Now, it would be worthy to review now uh, our Mishnah in light of these two arguments. So let's go back to the Mishnah again. The Mishnah said, Right? That's the Bimir. Either someone slipped on the water or he got uh, damaged by the charge of, uh, of uh, Heres. So in this case over here, the case is Hayav. Even if he was unloading it, I'm sorry, you're chayav, because you're considered a posheya. And the Be'udah is going to say, no, only when the owner is intending to break the kad. But if he was just unloading, he's going to be patur. So the Be'udah's mitkavin means mitkavin, to break it. Oh, then you're ready, you're a posheya. But eno mitkavin means you didn't intend to break it. Your intention was just to unload it. So the Be'udah is going to say, Patur. That is the case of the Mishnah that is talking about Bish'at Nefilah. And then we can also learn the case of the Mishnah, is Lachan Nefilah. What's the case Lachan Nefilah? Same case. After the thing fell on the floor, oh, now the thing broke. So according to the Be'udah, what did he do? He made it Hifkir. I don't care, Yahayav. If the charge on the floor and you made it Hifkir, that's a bore. And the Be'udah is going to say, no, Davka B'mitkavin. Now we have to understand what those words mean, mitkavin. Maybe it means, tafka mitkavin, to own them. Then already you'll be hayab. About eno mitkavin, to own them, meaning you made it afkir, then indeed you're going to be patur. So that is the way Abaye is offering us a new interpretation to Amishnah. Which means when you go back to Amishnah and you learn it, you're going to learn that there's two distinct arguments between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Uda. The first argument is based on a concept, is nitkal a posheya. Nitkal again means, a guy was unloading his uh, jug off his back, his barrel off his back. As he was unloading it, it slipped. He's nitkal, doesn't matter. Bimi says, you're a posheya, yachayav. Bimi says, no, tafka mitkaven, tafka when you intended to break it. You're not mitkaven, you're not chayav. He was nitkal, love posheya. And the second mahlukah is, mafkid nizakav. After it fell off the floor, 
Now it's on the floor already. According to the B, Meir, it's a board. You made it ifkir, so what? The board that the Torah obligated you is even if it's ifkir. And according to the B, Yehuda, no, if you made it ifkir, you're going to be patur. Also comes again what it says. Umimai, who told you that our Mishnah is talking on two different machlokot? Says, I'll tell you why. Midiktani tarte. Because the Mishnah gave two scenarios. The Mishnah's case was either somebody tripped on the water or somebody got damaged by the pottery. We don't need two cases for it. It's two cases of damaging. It must be, it's telling you two cases. That means while it was falling and after it fell on the ground, when he still had a chance to pick it up, that's the first case. That's the machlok of mitkal, whether it's a posheya or not. Oh, shilaka b'charasid. When he got damaged by the pottery, le'achad nefila. That's the machlok When he made it efkir, if a person was mefkir, these items, is it considered his board or not? Good. That's a new interpretation of the Mishnah. Umedematitin v'tarte. Once you're going to tell me that the Mishnah, there's a double machlok Baraita name betarte. We can explain the braita that we said above. What was the Braita above? Nishpera kado. His kad fell. And he didn't clean it up. And, or his animal, his camel fell. And he wasn't misaleket. So according to the Bimi'ir, Bimi'ir said, Hayav in the Braita. And the Rabbanan said, Patur. So now, just like you explained the Mishnah in those two veins, let us explain now the Braita in that way. Kabbalah says, in the first case of the Brayta, the guy's jug fell. Yeah, I can learn the jug case of the Brayta like the jug case of the Mishnah. The case of the Brayta, I'll say, is meaning he was unloading it. Oh, and it fell. And according to Nitkal is indeed a Poshaya. And then after it fell on the floor, he was Mafkir. Doesn't matter. Because when you Mafkir the shards, you're still Hayab Midin Bor. But the case of the bright of the camel. The camel, I can say, a case is talking where the camel fell, okay, and now it died, and the guy was mafkir the carcass. Oh, so the hadush of the baby is, I don't care. You mafkir it, it's still your bore. And therefore you're going to be hayav if somebody gets damaged. But what's the case over here of when it comes to a uh, camel, how do you explain it? Which means, the whole mahlokit of nitkal posheya was, was the owner was doing something. Here the owner didn't do anything. The camel tripped. It's not the owner's fault. How could you learn a case of nitkal? By a barrel you could learn he was trying to unload it. Okay, so the, the, the owner is involved. But here in the case of the, of the camel that fell, he fell by himself. How could you obligate the owner? What's the case of Sha'at Nefila that the owner is considered a Poshaya by a camel? Amar Avacha, tell you why. Kigonda Avrabimaya, Derech Saragata. Oh, the case was talking about where the owner walked the animal in the water. Where the water was raging. Where the water was uh, uh, high. And therefore, he, the camel could not see the road. And as a result, it tripped and fell. And therefore, the owner, according to the Bimir, is considered a posheya. 
Because you caused the animal to fall. After all, you took it in this in this watery area where the animal could not see the road. Right in the river. What's the case exactly? If there was another way for him to go, I mean, there was another dry road for him to take. Posheyahu. What do you mean? According to everybody, he should be a posheya. Not only according to the Bimir, even according to the Hakamim, everybody should say he's a posheya. He could have taken a different road. Would you go take the, uh, the the road of the water for? And if there was no other road, Anusu. He's Anus. What do you want from him? He had, he had no other choice. So what's the case? You know what the case is talking? The case was talking about where the Bala Gamal fell, and then the animal tripped on him. Oh, so in this case over here, we get back to the Mahloket of, is Nitkal Posheya or not? So therefore, we go back to that Braita now, and let's learn the Braita in the new interpretation that we had. The Braita said, Nishbera Kado Velo Silko. Oh, so that we can explain in two ways. As it was falling, it damaged. Or after it fell on the ground, before you had a chance to clean it up, the Bimi is going to say, Hayav, because Nitkal Posheya. And then after it fell on the ground, Velosilko, what do you do? He made it Efker. Oh, you made it Efker? The Bimi is Hayav. Because when you mafkin is a kav, it's your bore. And therefore you're going to be Hayav. And the, the banana of that Braita will say, No. The case over there where it's talking about, you'll be Patur. For two reasons. Bishat nefilah yipatur, kus nitkal, lav posheya. And after it fell on the ground, you made it efkir, that's not your board. Because you made it efkir. So therefore, the same mahloket that we learned in the Mishnah is indeed the mahloket of the Braita. That's the interpretation of Abaye. Comes again what says, Mafkir nezakav, main mitkaven ika. Now the Gemara just goes back to explain which we told you already in the Mishnah. Mishnah says, Rabbi Yudamit bebitkaven hayav, vimnot kaven patur. Now what does that have to do? We're learning a case where it fell on the floor, one of the cases at least, it fell on the floor. So if he made it hifkir, patur. If he didn't make it hifkir, so there's going to be hayav according to Rabbi Yudamit. What does that got to do with mitkaven? So comes the Gemara and says, "Mitkaven, my mitkaven ika." Amar of Yosef, the mitkaven lizkot b'haraseha. Right? If he's mitkaven to still own the pieces of pottery, oh, then it's his board. Then it's going to be hayav. Vechen Amar of Asher, the mitkaven lizkot b'haraseha, which means now when you go back to learn the Mishnah, and it says mitkaven eno mitkaven. At least in one of the cases, the case is going to be the pottery fell on the floor; it broke. Rabbi Yudas says, "B'mitkaven." What does "mitkaven" mean? "Mitkaven" to own it. Oh, then it's your board. You own it. You're hayav. Eno mitkaven, meaning you made it efker. Then already it's it's not your board. Therefore, you're going to be patu. That's the pshat. A mitkaven, eno mitkaven. The B El Hazar Amar Bishat Nefila Machloket. Rabbi Yudas, no. The only Machloket in the Mishnah between the Bimiir and Hachami and Rabbi Yuda is Bishat Nefila, meaning he was unloading it. And it fell. And the Makhlokin is, do you say nitkal posheya or not? Aval, mai. What do you want to say? After it fell on the floor, the devreya called patur? What do you want to say? When it fell on the floor, you want to say, what is it going to say? It's patur after it fell? What are you talking about? We have clear braita that we learned that said, after it falls on the floor, the bimi'ir says, Yahayav. Elamai, the Vrakol Hayav, 
You have the rabbis in the bright that said after falls on the floor, you're patur. So you cannot explain me, Rabbi El Azar, that the argument is only on one case, Bish'at Nefila. Elamai, Bish'at Nefila. What did he mean when he said Bish'at Nefila? Af Bish'at Nefila. Even Bish'at Nefila, the Kamashwalan, Ketikede Abaye. He was saying the same thing like Abaye, that their Mahloket is on both cases. It's a twofold Mahloket. Ben, Bish'at Nefila, again, get that clear. Bish'at Nefila means he was unloading it, and then it fell and slipped. Rabbi Meir says, you're Nitkal, you, I know it slipped, but you're Poshaya. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, Nitkal, love Poshaya. And then what? Now it fell on the ground. Now it fell on the ground, another Makhlukit, you made it Ifkir. Rabbi Yehuda will say, you made it Ifkir, it's not your board. And Rabbi Meir will say, no, it is your board. The board of Surah Abogad is even a board that you made it ownerless. Comes the Gemaran, continues with Rabbi Yohanan Amar. Yeah, Rabbi Yohanan says this. Listen, I agree with you. After it fell on the floor, that's Mahlouk Rabbi Yudah and Rabbi Meir. What do you hold Bishat Nefilah? Rabbi Yohanan, you only hold after Nefilah? After it fell on the floor, it's Mahlouk? What about Bishat Nefilah? What do you want to say? Everybody's going to say it's Patur? Later on, Rabbi Yohanan made a statement. He said that our Mishnah is going to be me that says Nitkal is a Posheya. From the fact that you're pinning it on the Bimi'ir, Michlal, the Bimi'ir Mechayev. The Bimi'ir says what? Nitkal is a Posheya. So you can't tell me that everybody's going to say Bishan Nefila Patur, because you yourself, Rabbi Yohanan said, that Rabbi Mir subscribes to Nitkal Posheya. Elamai, the Virakul Hayat. Also, what do you want to say? Everybody's going to say Hayat. Again, you said later on, that is the Bimi'ir is the one that says, Nitkal Posheya. Michlal, the Pati Rabbanan, must be this opinion that does not like the Bimi'ir, that says Nitkal, La Posheya. Elamai, must be over here, the Hiddush is, the Mafkir Nezakav, the Hacha, who the Patre Rabbanan, the Anusu. Aban Mafkir Nezakav, the Alma Mechayev, which is really, you're right. Rabbi Yochanan agrees in principle that there's a double Mahloket in Amishnah. There's a Mahloket Bishat Nefila, and there's a Mahloket Le'achan Nefila. But the Hiddush over here is, that that which we said, according to the Bihuda, after the pottery fell on the floor, and he made it ifkir, so what do you want to say? Patur, right? Because we held that the elder of the board is not ifkir. A board that the Torah obligated is not when you make it ifkir. To that, the Bihuda says, not so fast. Only in this case over here, if you made it ifkir, is the Bihuda going to say patur. You know why? Because the whole way it came to the ground was by mistake. It slipped off his shoulder. He was unloading it. Uh, so in such a case where already it started off as a nitkal, where he was unloading it and it fell, then he made it ifkid. In that case, he's going to say what? Indeed, you are patur. However, mafkin is a kav, the a regular guy that puts his stuff into the shoot of the beam. And says, ifkid? So then Rabbi Yohanan just restricted the deen of Rabbi Yehuda drastically. Which we don't tell me that Biuda holds really even if you're mafkir nezakav, you're hayav. Oh, which means the guy puts his stuff in the shoot of the beam and says, Hifkir, eh, it's your board, you're hayav. 
Oh, so what's the case of the Mishnah? The case of the Mishnah, the reason why you're patur is because the way it happened. You didn't put it on there on purpose. You were unloading it, it fell. Oh, so already since he wasn't a poshe at that time, so therefore, they'll potate him as well in the case of Ifke. But if you put it midat, in the shoot of the beam, but now you're going to be hayav. So he restricted the mahloket. Itmar, oh. Now we go back to a statement that we just said. Mafkir nezakav, if a person makes his items hefkir. Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi El Azar. Here we come into the famous mahloket between Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi El Azar. Had Amar Hayav, the Had Amar Patur. Again, the guy put his stuff in the shooter of beam, he made it hefkir. One rabbi said Hayav, one rabbi said Patur. We don't know which rabbi said what. But it seems we have a machloket over here between the two rabbis. Lema man demechayev kerebimi'ir. Well, let us say one thing for sure. The one that says hayav is found to be mi'ir, that holds mafkir nezakav. The person's mafkir his items, that's considered bor. Uman de patar kerebanan. Right, and let us say that the one that says patur is following the rabbi's opinion, that holds. That if you mafkir nezakav, it's not your bor. The machloket of Rabbi Yochanan is actually the machloket between the Tanaim, Rabbi Meir and the Banan. Gemara says, Alibad Rabbi Meir peli. You're right. According to Rabbi Meir, there's no argument. It's clear from the Mishnah, from the Banait, that Rabbi Meir holds after the item fell and he made it afkir, everybody holds mafkir nezakav hayav. That the board of the Torah is even a board of afkir. Ki peligi alibad Rabbanan. The mahloket would be in the rabbi's opinion. Man de patat kerabbanan. Yeah, the one that says mafkir nezakav will say, I hold like the rabbis. Uman de mechayev, and the one that says mafkir nezakav is chayav. Amalecha ana de amri afilu rabbanan. I'm saying my opinion even according to the rabbis. Ad kan lo patre rabbanan ela be mafkir nezakav de haka mishum de anusu. The only reason why the banana and our Mishnah were poter is because the guy was anus, he was unloading his barrel and it fell. In such a case, when he made it if care, they're not going to put you on the hook for bor. Adam, zakav de alma. Oh, but a regular guy that's mafkir is nezakim, he puts the stuff in the shutram and says if care. So therefore the opinion that says hayav and mafkir nezakav, so I'm even going like the rabbis. Because the rabbis that said patur is only in a case where it started off as an honest when he was unloading. But a guy who puts his stuff in the shoot on a beam, could be even the rabbis will agree that mafkin zakav is going to be hayav. Good. So that is the understanding of that situation. Now we go further. Now we want to know who's who. We have a machlok to be in Azar and the Yohanan. So the says, let us conclude that Rabbi El Azar who the Amar Hayav, that it's Rabbi El Azar indeed that says if a person puts his items in the shoot Rabbim and then makes it hefker that that's considered his bor. How do you know it's Rabbi El Azar that said that? The Amar Rabbi El Azar Mishum Rabbi Ishmael, famous saying of Rabbi El Azar, Devarim Enam Shel Adam. There are two items that are really not under the ownership of a person. But the Pasuk, the Torah, makes it and puts it back into his Rishut in order to make him Hayav. Which means, let's talk about the Hametz case first. Hametz, we know Hametz Pesach is Asur Bahana'a. 
Asuban I can derive no benefit from it. That means you cannot eat it, obviously, you cannot sell it, you cannot have any pleasure from it. Basically what the Gemara is saying is that you have no ownership of it. Oh, so if you have no ownership of your hametz, how could you be hayav? How could the Torah tell me, bal yireim, bal How could you obligate me for having hametz in my possession, if at the end of the day, after the sixth hour of Erev Pesach, I don't own it anymore? So the Bil Azaz big hadush is, you're right. The Torah put it back into your ownership to make you hayav. Which means even though halakhically it should not be in your own ownership, and therefore you should never be hayaf having hametz, because once the sixth hour comes, it's forbidden, it's a surah So really it's not yours anyway. For the Torah puts it back into your possession to make you hayaf. Similarly, you have a bor b'rishut rabim Bor b'rishut rabim it's efker. I dig a hole in the b'rishut rabim I don't own it, it's not mine. Oh, but Rabbi Hazar says the Torah puts the bor back into your possession to make you hayaf. So what do you see from over here? Rabbi Al-Azhar was the author of this statement. He must be the opinion that says that the board that the Torah obligates you is even a board of hefkir. Because the Torah puts it back into your possession to make you hayav. Tishtayim. And Rabbi al says that is indeed a good proof to the opinion of Rabbi Al-Azhar. That is the one that says that board that tefkir is indeed going to be hayav. It's one of the two items that is not in your possession, that the Torah supposedly puts it back into your possession to make you hayav. So even though the border, there's this, these, these uh, uh, pieces of pottery, you put it into the shoot of the beam, you said it's tefkir. Well, technically, according to the rules we know, you made it tefkir, it's not yours. But the Torah puts it back into your possession in order to make you guilty. Does Rabbi Al-Azhar say such a thing? What are you talking? Rabbi Al-Azhar said the exact opposite. We have a Mishnah. What's the person doing over here? The Zevil. Zevil is like excrement or called fertilizer. That's in the Rishut Rabbim. It's Efker. And what does he do to the guy? He comes on his Ofech. He's uh, turning it over. He's, it's, you know, he's, he has his, uh, his uh, pitchfork or his shovel over there, and he's turning it over into the shutter beam. And what happened? Somebody came along and got damaged. He moved it. He moved it from point A to point B. A guy comes to point B, and he trips on it. Why? So the Rashi explains, because once he lifted it off the ground, he owns it. Which means, till then it was in the Rishut Rabin. It's ownerless. Once the guy took a shovel and lifted this Gilalim up, now he's the owner. Once he puts it down, now it's considered his board. The Amar Abil Azar. It's only talking in a case we had Kavana to own it. But if he didn't have Kavanah to own it, he'll be Patur. From here you see that the Bi'azad holds that Hifkir, you're really Patur on. That's why he said the only time in the case of the Gilalim and the fertilizer that you're going to be Ayav is when he took the shovel and he lifted it up, his Kavanah was to own it. Mashma that for you, for a boar to be a boar, you have to own it. That's Rabbi Lazar saying. So the Chaurah, we have a contradiction in Rabbi Lazar. What is the deen of boar hefker? Amar Avadabarahava. Avadabarahava says, no, you know what the case is talking about. The case is talking about Sheikh Zira Limkoma. 
we put it right back in the place where he found it. Which means, it's like he did nothing. Which means he picked it up in point A. Right? And then what? He put it back down to point A. Oh, Amar Ravina, Mashal de Rav Adabar Ahava, and what is Rav Adabar Ahava's Mashal analogous to? Lemadabar Dome, Lemotse Bor Migulet. Like a guy found a bore that was uncovered. Vichisau, then he covered it, he put, he put the manhole cover on it. Vichazar Vigilahu, and then he uncovered it again, which means he did nothing. That's why in this case over here, that's why the Bil Ghazal said he has to have Kavanah to acquire it, because otherwise he did nothing. He took the Gilalim up, and then he put it right back in the same spot. That's like a guy going to a board, lifting up, the, putting the cover on, and then taking the cover off. He did nothing. It was the, exactly like the way you found it. Oh, that's why the Biraz said in this case, that he has to actually acquire it. Because if you don't acquire it, you'll be patur. Because you did nothing. You put it right back in the original spot. I'm sorry, Ravina. I don't agree with your analogy. Is it analogous to a case where the guy found the board and then covered it and then took the cover off again? In the case where you covered the board, you didn't remove the first guy's action, which is the hole is still in the ground. You came and covered it. The hole is still there. When you uncover it again, it's, it's, it's considered attributed to the first guy. Because you weren't, you didn't undo what the first guy did. Which means the hole is still there. You just covered it with a manhole cover. So when you took it off, okay, then you, 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 it's exactly what you found there. So therefore it's still attributed to the first guy. Haka. But here when the guy took the shovel, and he lifted up the excrement, and he moved it somewhere else. The first guy's actions are over. Therefore, the Chaurah, it would be analogous to the following case. Hello, Dami, you want to make an analogy to the following situation. You found a board that was covered, uncovered. A hole in the ground. Oh, and you filled it up. Oh, once you filled it up, the first guy's actions are over. Then you redug it. Now already the first guy's actions are over. Once you fill that board over, finished his actions. And now it's back into his possession. So similarly we go back. The guy lifts the gilalim in his shovel. Alright, he lifted it up and what? Once you lift it up, the first guy, or the, whatever was done there first, is away. It's, your, it's considered yours already. Which means, whatever was there in, 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 in the original place, that's gone once you lifted it up. Now you put it back down. Oh, so that, well, in that case over there, what do we say? That the Rebiyah Ghazal says, Dafka nitkaven to be zokheh. Well, what do you have to be nitkaven to be zokheh? According to Rebiyah Ghazal, we learned that even a board of hefkir, you're going to be ghayav. Oh, so I'll tell you what the case is talking about. Which means the reason why we're going to say that if he wasn't mitkaven to be zokhe, you're going to be patur. I'll tell you why. Really, the case is talking. Another case, the guy took the shovel, he lifted the stuff up less than three tefaqim. That's nothing. And therefore, lifting it up three tefillin and putting it back down, that's nothing. You have no zero connection to that. Because that's not making a kinyam bichlal. Oh, so in that case, when you lifted it up less than three tefillin, that's when Abir Azad says, you have to have dafka kavana 
to be zokeh, and if you don't have kavanah to be zokeh, you'll be patur. Because his whole initial uh, uh, connection to this gilalim was in a weak way. He lifted it up less than three tevarim. Oh, but really, I'll tell you that what according to Bilazar, a regular board really is board hefker. You don't have to have ownership of the board. In this case over here, if you're not going to have any ownership, it's not going to be bichlal yours. Because she lifted it up less than three tefarim. Oh, so since she lifted it up, which is if you lifted it up more than three tefarim, forget it. It's yours. You own it. Nothing to talk about. So that's the Gemara's next question. Which means, why did you have to say the case in the Brayta? We talking about where you lifted the Gilalim less than three tefarim, and you make nechaluk. If you had kavanah to be zocheba, he's chayav. No kavanah to be zocheba, no. Look, man, the malam You could have said the case simple. He lifted it up above three tefarim. Vafagav the Lord kaven l'skot ba chayav. And even if he didn't have kavanah to be zocheba, he should be chayav. Because he holds mafkin zakav is hayav, which means you're right. We're agreeing with you that you want to learn the case that really Rabbi Lazar holds in general mafkin zakav is hayav. Good, we accept that mafkin zakav is hayav midin bor. Oh, so what happened? We got to a brayta of Rabbi Lazar. The brayta said a guy went into the shul to Rabim, He saw gilalim. He took a shovel, lifted him up, put it in a, put it in a place. If he has kavanah to be zochebo, he's chayav. What do you mean? What do you have to have kavanah to be zochebo? You hold that even bor avifkeri chayav. Nah, you know why we have to say that? Because the guy lifted it up in the same place less than three tefahim. Less than three tefahim, putting it back down, it's nothing. So the only case to be chayav in that case, you have to have kavanah to be zocheh. Okay, now we understand. So what do you have to say like that for? You could have gave a case where he lifted it up in the same place above three tefahim. So therefore the guy, the first action of the guy that put it there first is gone, because he lifted already three tefahim, and even without kavanah to be zokeh, you should be hayav, because the Bil Azar holds that mafkin is akav is hayav, you don't have to have ownership. Why did you have to be dochek to learn the case less than three tefahim, only kavanah to be zokeh, learn the case where you lifted it even more than three tefahim, and it's an automatic. Amarava, you're right, matnitin kashita. Because the Gemara had a problem with the Lashon of that Braita. My idea, Hafach. What is the language, Hafach Gelalim? Litni Higbiya. Just say, you lifted it, you, wrote, you caused it to rise, you elevated it. Elashvamina, kol Hafach, the Lashon Hafach, memata mishloshahu. Good. It's less than three from the Lashon Hafach. In a Kerameh, if you lifted it at more than three, Kotri Beelzeh, you don't even have to have Kavanah. Because bottom line, he holds, even if it's a scared, you're going to be hayav, and now this board is attributed to you. Because you, just like a guy that digs a board in the Shutra Beam, you don't own it, but you're hayav. So too, when a guy takes a shovel and lifts the gilalim up three tefahim off the ground, you remove the first guy's connection to it, now you're hayav. I bet I don't own it, you don't have to own it. Also, would you, would you give me a case of less than three tefahim? Because the bright as mashma, hafach, hafach is mashma, less than three tefahim. Would be azar, amar hayav. The fact that Rabbi Azaz is the one that says Bor of Ifkir is Hayab, Rabbi Yohanan Amar Patur. Must be Rabbi Yohanan is the opinion that says Bor of Ifkir is going to be Patur. Did Rabbi Yohanan actually say that a Bor of Ifkir is Patur? But what do you mean we learned in a Mishnah? What's the case of the Mishnah? What a guy do? He put the kotz, kotz is a thorn, 
זכוכית, אז גלס, היא פרטו נשות רבים. והגודר גדרו בקוצים, or a person, let's say, he built his fence, and the fence that's flushed to the נשות רבים, he built it with thorns, or וגדר שנפל נשות רבים, הוא יעשה stone wall, נפל נשות רבים, והוזק בהן אחרי צברי גדמיג' חייב בנזקו, חייב ואמר רבי יוחנן, רבי יוחנן אמר, wait, regarding the guy that made the fence out of thorns, לא שנו אלא במפריח. That's only talking that the thorns protrude into the רשות הרבים. אבל במצמצם פטור. But מצמצם, but if they're in his property, so therefore you're going to be פטור if somebody gets damaged. מצמצם מי טעמה פטור. Oh. What's the reason why Mitzamsev is patur? Lav mishum da'avide bor b'reshuto. Only because the bor is in your reshut. Michlal dechayuva de bor b'reshut rabimu. Must be according to Yohanan that dechayuva bor is dafka b'reshut rabim. Alma, mafkin ezakav chayav. Must be also that mafkin ezakav is indeed chayav. Which means you're just telling me now to Yohanan. That what? You have a fence. The fence has all thorns on it. Good. So what are you telling me? And it's flushed in the Shutta Rabim. So I guess people are walking and they're getting uh, pricked by these thorns. So he says, right, depends. If they're protruding into the Shutta Rabim, Mafriyah, you're damaging. But if it's not, if it's all in your Shut, okay. So we say, what's the logic in that? If it's all in your Shut, must be because it's considered a board that you own. Oh, a board that you own, you're not going to be a chayav on it. Oh, then what's the board that you're going to be chayav on? A board must be that you don't own. For example, a board in the Rishut Rabim. Oh, so must be the Yohanan holds that board Rishut Rabim is chayav. So therefore you want to tell me that what? The Bir Hazar is the one that said chayav. And the Yohanan saying patur. From this b'raita over here, it's much that he holds that the board that the Torah was mechayev is dafka b'shut rabim. That's the logic of defense. When it's in his property, the reason why he's patur because he owns it. Mashiachim, it's going into the shut rabim. It's much that it's going to be chayav. That's the board that the Torah was mechayev. A board of efker. Kibra says, no, don't learn like that. No. If you make hefker to your items, that's not a board. Mafkir nezakav is indeed patur. Or mitzamtzem maitama patur. Oh, so when the guy was mitzamtzem, which means he has his fence flush to the shut rabim, but the thorns are not protruding, what's the reason why it's patur? Mishum de itmar alamar avachabere drav ika lefisha ender kancho ben adam leitachech baketalim. For a different reason. Because it's not the normal derech for people to lean against walls when they're walking in the Rishut Rabim. So this guy that leaned against the wall, it's your problem. I'm not going to be Hayab. Really, I hold a board Rishut Rabim is also patur. According to Rabbi Yohanan, the board that the Torah obligated you is a board that you own. Oh, so when the items are protruding to the Rishut Rabim, stop your mazik. You're causing the people to, 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 to get damaged, and that's your board. Oh, when it's in your possession, which means when the, it's flush against the Rishut Rabim, you know what the reason? Not because it's a board in your Rishut. The reason why your patud is because people do not normally lean on walls, and therefore if a guy leaned on the wall, he's guilty. It's his problem. But if the guy, let's say, walking in the street, acted in a normal manner, right? He didn't do anything uh, abnormal. It's going to be Hayab. Because even though the board is owned by the owner, that's the Torah's board. Which means in this case, the only reason why the guy walking in the street was saying it's patur, 
Because we say it's not the normal thing for uh, 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 why, why, why the owner of the fence is patur, because it's not the normal way for people in the street to lean against walls. Hey, you lean against walls, your problem. But if we would do something that is normal, then we would say hayav. Because that's a bor b'chut yachid, and that's the bor he says is chayav. But in the chenamim, bor b'chut rabim is patur. That already is considered patur. So therefore, we found out that the machloket, Rabbi Azar, Rabbi Yochanan, this is the, to crystallize the suya. We have a machloket bor shevkiro. According to Rabbi Yochanan, we're saying patur. According to Rabbi Azar, we're saying chayav. That's the bottom line of the suya of bor. Shehifkiro. Now the Gemara says, "Oh, umiyamar biyochanan acher." What are you talking about? Did Rabbi Yochanan actually say this? Actually, can we just read the bottom Rashi? We can be let's say reading at least one Rashi on this daf. Look at the bottom Rashi on Chavtet Amud Bet leitachech bekotalim. Vezeshe leitachech veuzak. The guy that leaned against the wall, mishunehu. Oh, but when the thorns are sticking out of the Shukta Rabim, that's his mamon. Oh, and you didn't make it ifkir. Therefore, that's your boar. Masha'en ken, when it comes to a boar of ifkir, Rabbi Yohanan is going to say patul. Rabbi Yohanan, did he really say that a boar that is ownerless is patul? Rabbi Yohanan, halakha kistam mishnah. Oh, and what does the Stam Mishnah say? Utan, ha'chofer bor b'shut arabim. Person digs a well in the public domain. V'nafal etocho shor o'chamor v'amed. And a shor o'chamor fell into the and died. Hayav. Oh, and that's the Stam Mishnah. And the B'yohanan says, Halachak Stam Mishnah. And that's a bor in the Shut arabim. It's ownerless, which means the guy who dug it doesn't own it. But you see what? That the board of Torah Abogad is, even if you don't own it, it's like a showing after the one who dug it, who put it there. Ah. Also we're revamping. holds the board of Hifkid is Hayav. We've got to go the other way now. Patur. So it must be Rabbi Azaz the one that said Bor Vifkir is Patur. Oh, but what do you mean? Rabbi Azaz, you're the one that told me that there's two things that are not in the possession of a person, and the Torah put it back in his possession to make him Hayav. And the two things were Hametz after the sixth hour, even though it's ownerless, but the Torah puts it back in his possession to make him Hayav, and a Bor. That even though it's ownerless, the Torah puts it back into his possession, so to speak, to make him hayab. That means what? The board that the Azar is saying that the Torah is mechayev, he was a board of Efker. So how can you tell me the Azar is going to say that board of Efker is patur? Which means he holds really a board of Efker is patur. That statement that he was saying that. The, the Torah puts it back into his possession to make him hayav. That was going according to his rabbi. Who is his rabbi? Rabbi Yochanan. Which means Rabbi Yochanan himself holds. Well, actually, no, not his rabbi. Which means that Hadir is um, his rabbi who is going to be the Bishmael. Which means you have to. Right, you have two two uh, two shitot over here. You have Rabbi El Azar that says a board of hefker is indeed patur. Oh, but Rabbi El Azar, I'm sorry, you quoted Rabbi Ishmael as saying that a board of hefker is hayav because the Torah puts it back into your possession, so to speak, to make you hayav. 
Understand what that means, by the way. It means when I dug the board, I don't own the board. I dug a hole in the shoot that I mean, do I own it? No, but the Torah considers it if you own it. To make you hayav. You're considered ba'ala bor. What do you mean I, I just dug it. I don't own this, the, the, the hole. You're right. But the Torah makes a board of ifkit as if it's yours. Oh, so to be honest, you quoted that. Yeah, I'm quoting that in, my, in the name of my rabbi, the Bishmael. But I don't hold of that. I actually hold that a board that doesn't belong to you is patur. Oh, so what's the case of board that's hayav? A board that you own. For example, a guy dug a hole in his private domain, and he made his domain hifkir. So people were able to walk into his domain, but the guy retained possession of the board. Oh, so the board he owns. Therefore, it's going to be a hayav. And the Yohanan is going to say, no, even if a person is mafkid nizakav, he puts a board in the Rishut Rabin, he indeed is going to be hayav. Or for that matter, he puts his stuff in the Rishut Rabin, he says, this stuff is hifkir. Doesn't matter. Board of hifkir, according to Yohanan, is hayav. Could be the hazard is patur. Baruch Adonai Amen.